You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair at the Big Leagues. It's your host, Salisha Thomas, and I'm excited to meet a new friend this morning. I'm looking at just a black goddess. She's so beautiful, y'all. Um, let's see here. This is some of the things that I found out about her. She's an actor, a director, a writer. Uh, she was on Issa Rae's new HBO show, Rap Shit. Ava DuVernay's DMC and how to make love to a black woman. And she's currently off Broadway in <clears throat> exception to the rule. Y'all, she got a BFA from Cal Arts and her MFA from Yale School of <laughs> Drama. Come through. Please help me welcome Amandla Jahava. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what a, a lovely welcome. Thank you. Oh, welcome. I'm like, you're such a badass. Where on <laughs> earth do you hail from? Where are you from? Oh my gosh, so many places. I'm first generation Kenyan American. So that's the the OGOG and I moved a lot when I was a kid. So a little bit of the States, a little bit of Canada, a little bit of South Africa, just an amalgamation of places. Do you go back to Africa a lot? I do. Well, I try to go at least every two years. I go back to Kenya a lot. Yeah. And then you also mentioned South Africa. Yeah, because that's where, so my name, Amanla, was actually, um, uh, it means power in Zulu. And during apartheid, they would shout out Amanla Wetu, which means power to the people. Yeah. How dare you give me chills? <laughs> it's so early in the morning and you, you're giving me goosebumps. That's what your name means? I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. And I have a twin brother who um, is named Mandela. So the two of us just, my See, parents were just not fucking around. They were like, these two will have powerful names. These, our children will have powerful names <laughs> and they will be powerful as well. <laughs> that is so awesome. And you know, I've never been, I've never been to the motherland, but I do want to go. And I'm like, where do I even start? I'd like to go on a honeymoon there, but I'm like, where do I go? I don't know. I always, I mean, honestly, I, okay. I'm clearly biased. So I always tell people to go to Kenya first. Okay. Um, for a honeymoon, go to Lamu, Kenya. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. But also, if you just want to ease yourself into the continent, I would go to South Africa. Like, Joburg, Cape Town, those places are always 
a good time. Got it. Okay. I'm like, I'm literally going to a place called Cape Cod, not Cape Town. <laughs> okay. Don't be confused. Um, but that's awesome. I, I absolutely love that. And I'm, I'm like, let's go. Like, yeah. why is it taking me so long to go? Because I don't even know. Yeah, where to go, where to start. Those places, start with those two places and you'll have a good time. You know, I, I know that you don't have this problem because you're first generation. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like as a black woman, I'm like, how do, how do I not know where, where I come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was always like, it's, so growing up, I remember being, because I grew up in between South Africa and here, but when I first came over, it was actually like a big learning curve for me to realize like that divorcement um, can be quite traumatic or is quite traumatic. And because of that, there's like, um, there's like an erasure of all the beautiful things that the continent does offer, right? Um, and it was the ways that I would identify with my black American friends was like, for a long time, we couldn't go back because my parents just didn't have the visas to go back and enter and go back and enter. So for like 10, 15 years, I remember I grew up in Iowa. I just remember being like, <laughs> Iowa. I know, I know because there's a huge populations of Kenyans in Iowa. What? I know it's insane. It's Iowa and New Hampshire. Those are like the two places. <laughs> I would have <laughs> never guessed that. Right. So growing up there, I just remember feeling divorced from my own culture because all I had was like stuff at home. But it was weird not to see like my family and my life being reflected in the cinema I saw or like at school or what that, have you. That. Right. Yeah. So those are like the aspects of like that, that divorcement that I do understand. And I always, um, I always encourage my black American friends, like, when you want to travel, first of all, don't travel to Europe because they have enough money. Just go to places where they do need the tourism money. And what will be so exciting when you go back is to actually see like the lineage of like culture and food and like how it's trans, like that we still share a deep bond, right? Even though there are so much has separated us, there's like so much that we still, um, you know, wow. yeah. See yeah. perspective. I never even thought of that. Don't go to Europe. They 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 don't need the tourism. They don't. Mm -mm. Wow. Okay. Can I ask you something that is totally political? And I was not expecting to ask you this, but I really <laughs> want to know what you think yes, about please. this. Okay. So and it's okay. I don't care. How, like you can feel any kind of way about this. This is. A, how do you feel about um, um when people call Elon Musk uh African American? Is he? I think he's Did from. Call him that? I think he's oh, from he South Africa. Oh, because he is. I mean, that, I don't know. <laughs> so, what is your opinion on that? Because somebody asked me, and I was like, "Wait, what? How do I feel? How do you?" I, I know that. I, I mean, it's so. I have to talk to. I don't know if he's African. So you have to talk to some a white African, because I I clearly know that white Africans exist. I'm not enough in the conversation to like have a perspective on it. Um, I don't think he's 
African American. <laughs> being African American is a very specific thing. Yes, but I mean, if not... you like, if you're from, like, could it be debated if you're from? Like, I met this no. white man in the library when I was in California, and he's born and raised in Africa. And I was like, wait, does that does that make you African American? And he was like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those like oh what do you say what do you feel like i don't know like technically i don't know i just i mean i guess on a technical level if like words mean words sure but i would love for elon musk to be like i'm a proud african i would love for him to say that <laughs> <laughs> would I just want I want to hear him attempt it let me just hear you <laughs> say this oh my gosh okay wait so I have so many things to ask you about your show and all the things that I just went on this whole tantrum because I just wanted to get to know you for a second and yeah. um and you're so lovely and all the things so like okay first of all how do you get in Ava and it's uh, like these are queens and you're being noticed by all these queens. What is the secret sauce? What's the, what's your magic? Oh my God, what is my magic? Yes, oh, girl. Lord, I don't know. I have, I have, I was really blessed to have um, great representation who are able to put me in the room. And Miss um, Vicki Nolan is a cast, a black casting director out of LA and she's always had my back. Uh, and I audition a lot. So when I first graduated from school, my auditions were crusty, were terrible, the worst auditions in the world. And it was great because I had a whole year to sort of figure out how not to be a student, but how to be an actor again. Wow. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> That's a real thing. So um, uh, after that year of just like gestating, Ava's show came out of nowhere and Issa's show came this summer and um, both of them are really amazing, you know, uh, folks to like learn and be inspired for. So I'm just, I, all thanks to the universe and God and what have you, because I, I don't even. That's amazing <laughs> and so exciting. And I love how you're yeah. all, like giving credit to people who like help, like helped along the way. And that is yeah. so real. So then do you do mostly TV? And if, if so, what is it about exception to the rule? Where'd that, where did that come from? <laughs> I did this reading right out of school. They offered me the part after the reading and it didn't make any sense for me to do it because I was moving to LA. So I was like, I'm moving to LA. Like if I come back to do this play in New York, it won't pay as much. And it was like, didn't make any sense. And then pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And after the pandemic happened, I was like, I need to be around my people. So I moved back to New York. Wow. And when I moved back to New York, again, speaking of represent, I have a, a great agent who called me out of the blue and she was like, hey, they just put this part up and like, you haven't said anything about it, but I asked them if they were interested in you doing it again. And like, you don't have to say yes or no. And it was like a no brainer for me. Like I was like, of wow. course, I had had such a good time in the room doing it. And um, I've never done a professional play in my life. so. What? Like, Why not? I know wait, it's crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Yale School of Drama in the house. And really? Yeah. See, I've never seen you work. I've never gotten to see you do your thing. But I know 
you gotta be bomb. <laughs> There's no way you're not bomb. <laughs> Thank you. Thank How you. is okay? What is the show about? How's your cast? It's my cast is lit. It's so amazing. Um, it's about six high school students stuck in detention, and all of the complications and the drama and the romances and the beefs that go in with that. Um, and I play Michaela, who's like a bad bitch, come on. <laughs> and come on, and knows it, and she's so lovely and so much fun. Um, so it's great. It's a it's a, a sweet little hour and a half. We get you in. We get oh. you out. Oh, you laugh, you cry. It's amazing. See, that's the gig. I don't. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I've got. I've gotten to do. Oh no. Yes. Oh, one act in my whole life, and let me tell you, it was the gig. Mm-hmm. When, when other shows in the area are at intermission, and you say, hey, "I'm out of here." <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you? Um, when you're not in the show, are you stationed in LA? Do you go back to Iowa? Is New York your home? <laughs> where's your like? Where's your home base these Where? days? Right. Uh, my home base is in Harlem, New York. Come on. Um, yeah, and I go back to LA every once in a while just because I still have homies who are there. In fact, I was literally just there um, and I go back to Seattle. I'm one of those people that's like, I'll be in New York in the spring and summertime months. Great. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm on that journey right now and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, six months out of the year in New York kind of, right? It's, yeah. I, I, guess, love- I, I Sorry? No, I was just saying, I love New York. I love it. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, I love New York too. I can't stand the cold. And in my head, I was like, when I come back for the play, it's going to be spring and summer. And right now it's like dreary and rainy and has been like yesterday was the first sunny day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was nice yesterday. Um, So can you tell me about, because you're also a writer. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about that journey and did you start off being a writer and then get into acting or was your love for acting first and then you got into writing? What is this journey? I feel I always wrote. I've been writing since I was a kid. And um, I think acting was per Drake, right? Like acting was just the thing that got me in the rooms that worked, right? So I did not think I was going to get into Yale in my head. I was appeasing my parents because they really wanted me to go to grad school. So I was like, whatever, I'll just do this audition. There's no way they're going to accept me. Shit. And then I got in. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, I have to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I was I really I had wanted to go to school for playwriting or screenwriting or something. Um, but because I've been in such great environments, I've just always learned from my peers or like sought teachers out or um educated myself in in that way as well as just like having a daily practice so wait but you went to yell for acting right mm-hmm. and then you write on okay wow yeah I'm like it's inspiring because I've watched actors starting to write yeah and doing their works and then it's one of like it's a almost a perfect storm if you're yeah. in the industry surrounded by actors, you write something and then you just call them up. You're like, I need to do a mm-hmm. reading. And you're just already surrounded by badasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has been my experience. 
Yeah. Do you have a regular writing practice? I do. I do. I try to, well, it's weird. I'll write, my friend, one of my friends told me he does this. I write in my head a lot. So sometimes I'll like sit down and like journal and what have you, but I'm actually like, cons- this is so weird. I constantly like try to obviously think about it so that when I do come to the page, I can just sort of like go blah. blah. Um, and there have been times where I'll write consistently, like actually write consistently every day. But I think that when I'm working on a specific project, the thing that works for me is just to like meditate for um, chunks mm, of time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because it all starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you don't know how much you're like giving me like little pieces of advice for my own life. I'm like, oh, yes, this is really great, Amamu. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, but I, I have to ask you about your hair journey. I love your braids. Yeah, yes, do you, you wear your braids in the show? Are you wearing I do. I do. I got this. I've never done an orange in my life. Um, folks, y'all can't see me, but I have this beautiful like electric orange um, that they picked specifically for Michaela which I'm so excited for. Oh, okay. so what do you think about that? Them picking it and then you have to wear this in your real life, which it looks great, by the mm-hmm. way. So, Yeah, I was lucky. I mean, I've heard some terrible horror stories from people all over, right, about what their experience has been. And uh-huh. God, is, God is truly with me because I always, on all of my projects, I've always worked with folks who um, take my opinion into consideration. So mm. with this color, they were they were more nervous for me because they were like, "Amanda, you still have to do self tapes. You still have to audition. Like, are you sure you want an orange?" Whoa. And I just felt deeply. I was like, "One, I can make this work in my life," and two, I just felt deeply like, "This is this is like her spirit." And um, even though it might read differently for the next four months, it's going to read differently for the next four months. See, right? that's the confidence that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, have you always had this confidence and? In- also um hold on as i try to form what i'm trying to say um have you always had the confidence to state your opinion in Mm -hmm. the room about hair i mean i'm asking about hair but it could be anything like when you're in a professional setting and if you've got strong feelings about something, have you always felt comfortable and confident to be like, actually, no, or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's been always. I think I had, I've always had great feelings around everything. So it's been like a metamorphosis of like, how is the best way for me to execute and still be a good collaborator? Right. When I was younger in like high school and stuff, I would bottle everything up and not talk about it. And then when I got to college, because of all that bottling, I was very reactive and very like, no, this is not right, blah, blah, blah. And then at that point, like mm. the collabor- people would find it difficult to collaborate with me because it was my way or the highway. Um, and now as an adult, I'm not as an adult, now as someone who's out in the world, the thing that I've realized works best for me is constantly asking questions so that I can understand and be on the same page and then um if I feel strongly about something I just need I need to know what their perspective is because I I don't I don't like coming from the place of like man this person is trying to like screw me or like blah blah what have you yeah yeah um and thankfully an exception to the rule everyone's been really 
one of my castmates the other day was like, I'm gonna stay asking questions. Always asking questions. Ask. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> she stay asking questions. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a really great way to go about it. So um, when your hair is not in braids, what's your style? Oh my gosh, it's everything. It's everything in the world. Um, so every two years, I shave my all my hair off. No, you don't. Every two to three years, my Shit. hair will be gone. Um, and what? Every two years, it's I like at first I thought it was. I didn't realize that I was doing it every two years until this last time. I was like, oh, I actually, I this is like a routine thing for me. I shave it off, it grows back. Um, I get impatient because it's growing so slowly, and then as soon as it starts growing, I do like braids and um different like crochet styles and I love uh, a crochet I, style right and yeah. um uh I guess the norm for me my whole life is I've never relaxed my hair ever nice it's always been natural and um really my mother mm -hmm. yeah my mom was really really stringent when I was a kid about like I don't even think she was doing it as a political act. I think she just didn't want to deal with me like crying about <laughs> relaxers. But she was really stringent about me not doing anything like invasive to my head. Um, and then I just took that into my adult because it didn't make sense to me, all the, the links folks would go to. Um, and now I just have fun with it. It's truly, it's like an expression of who I am. I feel like you're from a different planet in the freaking best way because it's, do you know how rare what you just said is? It's, mm -hmm. it, it is very rare. It seems like, like, how did you wear your hair as a kid? My, as a kid, I was, it was cornrows or, oh my God. Oh my God. Do you remember? It was a crochet, but it was like the spirally, curly, 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 curly hair that people would like, that yes, was but my like. I didn't know box. that was a thing. You could do that as a kid. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I did that. I did braids whenever my sister would feel like braiding my hair. Um, I had a weave once and hated it. So I never did it again. <laughs> um, and I, I think, oh, and I would um, shave my head. Once I got into high school, I would just shave it all off. See, okay. So this is why I'm like, when you went to school, how were... Mm -hmm. What were your peers like? I'm just trying to figure out how you had so much confidence because it's something that like I'm finally finding yeah. as an adult. And but growing up, I was surrounded by so many white kids and my parents yeah. braided my hair so quick. And yeah, were, what was the demographic of your schools growing up? Did you were you surrounded by black kids, white kids? How did you have the confidence to be you at such a young age, Amanda? Like, yeah. So I think it, it helped that I went to, I went up until like second grade, I was in South Africa and it helped when I was there because um, the feelings around hair were not as um, concrete, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So of course I, I had a lot of self-conscious feelings about having short hair. My hair does not grow long or grow fast or what have you. Um, and then when I moved to the States, I went to predominantly white institutions and 
I feel like I might have blacked it out, but in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they were probably saying terrible things, but like it's it's gone now. And my mom actually, it's my mother. It's it's Grace Jahaba. She always used to say this thing to me where she would say, "It's a Kenyan saying, throw shame on the tree," which essentially is like just embarrassed being embarrassed you can just put it away right like it's not it's not real it's not tangible Mm. um oh and and that's what made me like brave in high school to like shave my sides or you know wait can we go back I'm so sorry (laughs) can we go back say that say that thing again she would say throw shame on the tree Mm -hmm. being embarrassed just throw it away it's not real it's not real. It's not real. It's a weird feeling. It's a feeling of judgment, right? This woman ain't no therapy. She didn't know any of that, but she like understood intrinsically oppressive feelings, right? And the greatest gift that my mom gave me around my hair was like the freedom to just express and like know that I could, and that I could express it in the way that my hair naturally existed which I, as an, it took me a while to realize that that shit was radical. <laughs> like I know it is radical, <laughs> but that's just, it was a, it, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm literally speechless over here. I just like <laughs> bo- you're dropping bombs because there's a part of me who is like so shameless. Um, But there are times when I do get embarrassed and you yeah. naming, wait, no, no, no. Be, like, it's not real. I've never heard a person say that. (laughs) And I just feel like it's like permission almost Mm -hmm. to truly do whatever the freak you want to do. Wear what you want to wear. Be who you want to be. Like Mm -hmm. be on this planet who God put you on this planet to be. Literally what? who you truly are to your core. Oh, what else? What other gems you got for me? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got in there, Mala? <laughs> all of these come, I hope one day my mom gets like her own TV or show or something because all of them come from her. She is like one of the bravest people that I know and one of the most confident people that I know. And when I was a kid, I remember being like, relax stop being so extra because we were in a very white 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 iowan town but now as an adult i'm like wow she gave me i can walk into any room right and and feel fine and be okay in myself because of her because she instilled that you know yeah my will you cut when you get your braids out will you cut your hair again would you know what you'll do oh my gosh what's the next plan i don't no, because I cut my hair was cut all last year. So now I'm like so excited to have braids and what have you. I might, I might dye it. What color? I might dye it. I might dye it like I might dye it either this orange or I might dye it a bright blonde just <gasps> for the summer. I know. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm I only gotten like what 20 25 minutes with you so far. <laughs> and I, I'm really just trying to like like who is Amanla Jahava? Like that's really all I want to know. And you keep like showing different colors of your personality, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I see you with these orange braids, and I can't even imagine like if you're before me with a, a little afro and it's bleach blonde or it's orange. I'm like, 
who is that lady? Because you, our hair changes us. Like, yeah, it can change people's perception of you or like your personality. When I used to wear those straight hair wigs, my personality right? was like very different than if I have on an afro or my own. Yeah. Do you feel that when you've got like long braids or cro a crochet versus your natural hair or different colors? Yes, without a doubt. I feel like my my hair is it's so powerful and I'm so glad that black women are the only women in the world who could do this. But it is such a delight to me that every two months I can actually match my hair to where I am spiritually, right? Like that's always, I'm always, or like where I want to be spiritually. I feel like my hair like is ever changing because I'm ever changing. And I'm so glad that it, I never have to like stay in one style too long. I'm definitely one of those girls who's like, and truly, whenever I go back to him, Connecticut, the teachers never recognize me because my Amazing. Hair is <laughs> <different>. <laughs> You're like, who are you? You're like, it's me. It's, it's me. Okay. Do people, have you noticed how, okay, what about this? When you change your hairstyle, uh -huh. does the world treat you differently for better or for yeah. worse? Yeah. I think when I wear my hair naturally, people treat me um, less than, like if I'm just wearing my fro, people treat me a little less than than when I do have like long luscious braids or you know, a wig or some, and, and that's something that I, especially as an actress that I've sort of like tried to rebel against was folks' perception of what a character must look like. Um, I do always try to challenge it because I think that on, on screen we've seen this younger generation is different, right? I'm, I'm so blessed and grateful for them, but like, especially for us, it's like, if you wanted to do, if you wanted to be a classier actress then you had to make sure that you had your straight wigs you had to make sure yeah. yeah you had and quite frankly I think the thing that worked out for me is I was like straight wigs look terrible on me <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so weird I look like an alien <laughs> 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 so um with wow. that I sort and I would get a lot of feedback from my reps and I I finally had to have the conversation where I was like these things don't look good on me and also I think if I'm not getting a part because I'm not in a straight hair wig, then it wasn't going to work out because I, I just don't feel comfortable like that. And what is the conversation out of that? Okay, well, can you, like, when you have braids, what, can we make them look blah, 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 a certain type of way? When you have a curly wig, like, how can we adjust it so that it's not distracting or like blah, blah, blah all of that? Okay, pause. If there's anybody listening to this podcast right now, or if you're watching and you're an aspiring actress or actor and you want to get into this business, out of all the interviews that I've done where I've sat down with actresses, the most successful ones have always, they've all said the same thing. And Amanla, you just said it. Where, mm -hmm. And you've, you've touched on it a little bit. It's when you're going in into, into an audition, it's always... It seems like the people who are the booktresses are the ones who truly are like, this is who I am. I am mm -hmm. not going to change for you, for what you, I'm not going to try to change to be what you think, what I think you want. Yeah. What I think you want me to be. This is who I am. And this is who I am in this character. And it's okay if you don't like that. That's fine. But this yeah. is who I am. And that yeah. confidence, Amanla, like, 
wow, it is like, I don't know how much, how more, how much more to like try to make that as tangible as whatever, like, but that is a thing yeah. that knowing yeah. who you are, you're like, when I put straight hair wigs on, I look like an alien. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. You don't and even like it. It's like not even it's you. It's not me. It feels fake and strange. And that's a learned process, right? Like I'm, I'm almost 30 years old. So I'm sure when I was 19, I'd probably be like, there's so many terrible headshots of me in horrible wigs. <laughs> um, <I> do. <laughs> but I think I was just telling a friend this the other day because she was feeling a little nervous about a look. And I was like, babe, fake it till you make it. Rihanna went to the Met in her beautiful yellow gown and she drove around the Met for like an hour because she was so anxious about how she looked. She thought she was like overdressed. She felt weird. She felt what have you. And then finally was like, I had to fake it. Like that night, I was faking it. And when, when I heard she that had Rihanna the cape? Beat, yes, the beautiful, like the red bob and the yellow. Like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she was nervous. She was anxious. She was like, I don't look good. What? I know. So once I heard that Rihanna be faking it, I was like, oh, okay. Confidence is like learned. Confidence comes and goes every day. Where'd you the day read that? It's some interview. I'll, okay. I'll definitely like send it to you. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The fact that like we both know this outfit mm-hmm. from years ago. We don't, I don't even have to legendary. Google it. Yeah. Legendary. Okay. See. All right. <laughs> Amanda, you're the bomb. What are you grateful for today? What are you looking forward to? I'm so grateful for the day. I'm so grateful that I have this morning with you. Good morning. Um, and too, girl. we start a five show weekend. So a show today, two shows tomorrow, two shows on Sunday. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to um, the tenacity that I find this week. Right on. Yeah. Right yeah. on. And how can people find you? Follow you. Ooh, you can, oh, yeah, please. Uh, Amanla on Instagram, underscore Amanla. And I think that's it. I'm oh there. Following you now. Oh, please no. do. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me this morning. You're wonderful. And a fountain of knowledge. I'm like, please write a book or ask your mom <laughs> to write a book so we can take I will. all take all of these gems i'm like the tree the throw the shame on the tree oh my gosh that you're the bomb thank you so much girl of course thank you so much this is so much fun so great to have you And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you (laughs) shout out to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod shout out to colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes and shout out to you for listening y'all my heart is so big and i feel so grateful (laughs) thank you for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas see you next week
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.